Deuteronomy 25 through 27. When men have a legal dispute, let them go to court. The judges will decide between them, declaring one innocent and the other guilty. If the guilty one deserves punishment, the judge will have him prostrate himself before him and lashed as many times as his crime deserves, but no more than forty. If you hit him more than forty times, you will degrade him to something less than human. Don't muzzle an ox while it is threshing. When brothers are living together and one of them dies without having had a son, the widow of the dead brother shall not marry a stranger from outside her family. Her husband's brother is to come to her and marry her and do the brother-in-law's duty by her. The first son that she bears shall be named after her dead husband, so his name won't die out in Israel. But if the brother doesn't want to marry his sister-in-law, she is to go to the leaders at the city gate and say, My brother-in-law refuses to keep his brother's name alive in Israel. He won't agree to do the brother-in-law's duty by me. Then the leaders will call for the brother and confront him. If he stands there defiant and says, I don't want her, his sister-in-law is to pull his sandal off his foot, spit in his face, and say, This is what happens to the man who refuses to build up the family of his brother. His name in Israel will be Family No Sandal. When two men are in a fight and the wife of the one man, trying to rescue her husband, grabs the genitals of the man hitting him, you are to cut off her hand. Show no pity. Don't carry around with you two weights, one heavy and the other light, and don't keep two measures at hand, one large and the other small. Use only one weight, a true and honest weight, and one measure, a true and honest measure, so that you will live a good long time on the land that God, your God, is giving you. Dishonest weights and measures are an abomination to God, your God. All this corruption in business deals. Don't forget what Amalek did to you on the road after you left Egypt, how he attacked you when you were tired, barely able to put one foot in front of another, mercilessly cut off your stragglers, and had no regard for God. When God, your God, gives you rest from all the enemies that surround you in the inheritance land that God is giving you to possess, you are to wipe the name of Amalek from off the earth. Don't forget. Once you enter the land that God is giving you as an inheritance and take it over and settle down, you are to take some of all the first fruits of what you grow in the land that God is giving you, put them in a basket, and go to the place God sets apart for you to worship him. At that time, go to the priest who is there and say, I announce to God, your God, today that I have entered the land that God promised our ancestors that he'd give to us. The priest will take the basket from you and place it on the altar of God. And there in the presence of God you will recite, A wandering Arminian was my father. He went down to Egypt and sojourned there. He and just a handful of his brothers at first, but soon they became a great nation, mighty and many. The Egyptians abused and battered us in a cruel and savage slavery. We cried out to God, God of our fathers, he listened to our voice. He saw our destitution, our trouble, and our cruel plight. God took us out of Egypt with his strong hand and long arm, terrible and great, with signs and miracle wonders, and he brought us to this place, gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. So here I am. I've brought the first fruits of what I've grown on this ground you gave me, O God. Then place it in the presence of God and rejoice. Celebrate all the good things that God, your God, has given you and your family, you and the Levite and the foreigner who lives with you. Every third year, the year of the tithe, give a tenth of your produce to the Levite, the foreigner, the orphan, and the widow, so that they may eat their fill in your cities. And then, in the presence of God, say this, I have brought the sacred share. I've given it to the Levite, foreigner, orphan, and widow. What you commanded, I've done. I haven't detoured around your commands. I haven't forgotten a single one. I haven't eaten from the sacred share while mourning. I haven't 
removed any of it while ritually unclean. I haven't used it for funeral feasts. I have listened obediently to the voice of God my God. I have lived the way you commanded me. Look down from your holy house in heaven. Bless your people Israel and the ground you gave us. Just as you promised our ancestors you would, this land flowing with milk and honey. This very day God commands you to follow these rules and regulations, to live them out with everything you have in you. You've renewed your vows today that God is your God, that you'll live the way he shows you and do what he tells you in the rules, regulations, and commandments, and listen obediently to him. And today God has reaffirmed that you are dearly held treasure, just as he promised, a people entrusted with keeping his commandments, a people set high above all other nations that he's made, high in praise, fame, and honor. You're a people holy to God. That's what he has promised. Moses commanded the leaders of Israel and charged the people, keep every commandment that I command you today. On the day you cross the Jordan into the land that God your God is giving you, erect large stones and coat them with plaster. As soon as you cross over the river, write on the stones all the words of this revelation so that you'll enter the land that God is giving you, the land flowing with milk and honey that the God of your fathers promised you. So when you've crossed the Jordan, erect these stones on Mount Ebal, then coat them with plaster. Build an altar of stones for God there on the mountain. Don't use an iron tool on the stones. Build the altar to God with uncut stones and offer your whole burnt offerings on it. When you sacrifice your peace offerings, you will also eat them there, rejoicing in the presence of God. Write all the words of this revelation on the stones. Moses and the Levitical priests addressed all Israel. Quiet. Listen obediently, Israel. This very day you have become the people of God your God. Listen to the voice of God, your God. Keep his commandments and regulations that I am commanding you today. That day Moses commanded, After you have crossed the Jordan, these tribes will stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And these will stand on Mount Abal for the curse, Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. The Levites, acting as spokesmen and speaking loudly, will address Israel. God's curse on anyone who carves or casts a God image, an abomination to God, made by a craftsman, and set it up in secret. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's curse on anyone who demeans a parent, and all will respond, yes, absolutely. God's curse on anyone who makes his neighbor's boundary marker. All respond, yes, absolutely. God's curse on anyone who misdirects a blind man on the road. And all will respond, yes, absolutely. God's curse on anyone who interferes with justice due to the foreigner, orphan, or widow. On anyone who has sex with his father's wife as he violates the woman who belongs to his father. God's curse on anyone who has sex with an animal. And all will respond, yes, absolutely. God's curse on anyone who has sex with his sister, the daughter of his father or mother, or anyone who has sex with his mother-in-law. Yes, absolutely. God's curse on anyone who kills his neighbor in secret, and all will respond, yes, absolutely. God's curse on anyone who takes a bribe to kill an innocent person, and whoever does not give substance to the words of this revelation by living them, and all will respond, yes, absolutely. So Moses is giving more commands as the people get closer to entering their land and the people at the end must all respond yes that they are in agreement and again some of these rules and regulations just seem so strange to us and hard to understand and I think that's just the part where faith comes in 
that there is something to be said of us not understanding those times and why God thought certain things made sense. Certain of them obviously seem like common sense and other ones just seem very strange um, to put in the Bible, but a lot of that was influenced by what the other peoples around the Israelites were doing and the ways they were worshiping their gods. And so again, God was setting apart his people um, from the normal culture of the day.